With inflation at 9.1%, do we just throw our hands up in the air and give up? Or do we roll up our sleeves and fight the battle? On today's podcast, we're rolling up our sleeves and looking at ways to combat inflation. We're untangling financial issues. Welcome to Your Finances Untangled with Mo Param. Mo is a financial advisor and partner with Cloudvestor. Untangling your finances. That's what Mo Param does. Welcome. The podcast is Your Finances Untangled and Mo Param is with Cloud Vesters. If you've listened to this podcast before, you know what Cloud Vesters is. We appreciate you being a regular listener of the podcast. If it's a first time for you, Cloud Vesters is a virtual financial firm. Cloudvestors is a firm, if you think of them as, as coaches, if you think of them as partners in your financial life, but it's a human being working with you, but the ease and convenience of virtual planning. Mo Param, welcome to the podcast again, and welcome to our new listeners to the oh, podcast. Thank you. Thank you, Dave. I know every time we have someone new. Yeah, we always either have, uh, what I'm always excited about, obviously, the new listeners, but also... When we get the reports that we've um, have new listeners from different parts of the globe, that's always really mm-hmm. exciting. Yep, we get that. Our voices are stretching, stretching across the pond. Your great information is stretching across the pond. <laughs> hey, let me. What you know? Okay, um, someone in the UK. How would that work if they contacted you and said, "I want a little help with with some, with some financial plan. strategies and all." The conversation would still. The, well, the contact would be the same, right? Either go to our website. Um, you can obviously reach out to us um, from different social media uh, avenues. But we reach out to them and we find out what their concerns are with their finances. And if we could be of help, we'll be of help to them. Whether it's just giving advice or if it's really, you know, they want to hire us on to be their advisors, then, um, you know, we'll engage that process and, you know, they could become clients. That's the beauty. Of, but that's the beauty of of, of our firm. Yeah, is that we, we're not really bounded by ge- We're not really strapped by ge- geography. No boundaries really, with cloud investors. No really? Yeah. Wow. Okay, that's cool. So wherever you're listening, we'd have to worry about the time difference. But outside of that, that's all. That's all we have to worry about. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, and that can be overcome. Cloudvestors.com. Uh, keep in mind and, and check out the website. Thanks for being with us. All right. We're talking about inflation. Everybody's talking about inflation, Mo. I like what you said. We're not going to throw our hands up in the air and give up. We're going to roll up our sleeves. We're going to meet this challenge of inflation uh, yeah. today. Yeah. You know, inflation is, is here, right? I mean, it's here. It's always, it's always been around uh, as, as, you know, as long as I've been planning since 2004 with my, with my clients, We've talked about inflation and we've used different numbers to to plug into their financial plan. And we've always said if inflation is not part of your financial plan, then you're setting you're setting yourself up for for disaster because the, your dollar doesn't spend the same way as it does you know, when inflation starts to rise. So. So, yeah, so inflation has always been part of our planning. But, you know, in the last few months, really the last year, we're seeing these numbers uh, eat, uh, reach all-time highs, but well, not all-time highs, but reach highs that you know are very uncomfortable that we haven't seen in a while. And so when the new numbers came out, forty-one week, year highs, <laughs> forty-one year yeah. high, where inflation's at nine point one percent from June to June. 
wow. and that's higher you know the year the month before was in the eights and you know we started the year in the, in the sixes and so you can just see that inflation is just continued to, to to creep its head yeah we're seeing it and um and it we're we're feeling it for sure but there are right. things to look at you know in, in looking at someone's life as you said i mean you need growth throughout your life and we talk a lot when we talk about retirement how you build in growth in retirement but you need to have growth whether it's through raises or your investments or whatever through life because even though we're experiencing 9.1 percent now as of today's recording it's always there i mean inflation's always there we were never at zero are we right. at zero ever? I'd love to see that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd love to see the, the the point where literally nothing that we spend our money on has increased over time. Yeah, I mean, that would be that would be amazing, right? Wouldn't for, that be for the consumer? But for businesses, probably not that great. Not that great. But you know, it, it, the nine point one also is. I think some people will say, well, when I go to the gas pumps, it wasn't. It's not nine point one percent. It's much higher than that. When I go to the grocery stores, it's much higher than nine point one percent. Like fifty three percent higher for gas, I think. I mean, isn't that? I think I was reading that actually since uh, since last year. So yeah, I mean, how do they crazy. get nine percent when it's way over percentage, depending on yeah. what you're buying? You know, some of the things that they they take out is you know the energy. So the the increase in energy is not really necessarily part of the CPI. But why? So, <laughs> why? <laughs> well, they don't want to really scare you. Well, I was watching uh, a pod. Well, I was listening to uh, watching a YouTube video, but it was a po- video podcast. Uh-huh. And um, this guy uh, said that inflation is really at about seventeen percent. I can believe it. When you say they don't factor well, you know, in energy, is that you mean they don't factor in? Is gas not factored in or is that factored in? <laughs> well, that's factored in, but the cost of energy isn't right. So, you know, some of the biggest things that that, that factor into CPI is uh, what one is housing costs. So whether it's rent, whether it's your mortgage, um, utilities. Um, well, then you can uh, say it's like over 17 percent. You're saying they don't factor in housing cost or rent. No, no, that's that's the biggest part of CPI. Oh, oh, that is in it. Okay, I'm that sorry. That is the biggest okay. part of CPI, and then food transportation is the the next three biggest parts of CPI. So when they're looking at what the consumer uh, is spending on, what the consumer prices, uh, sorry, what the consumer is spending on, they're not necessarily looking at like the energy cost to be to be part of the, okay. uh, the CPI fact, uh, uh, calculations. So when you start really factoring that, when you start really putting um, what the cost of of the energy in there uh, and some other factors, you could see that the the, the actual inflation is much higher than the 9.1%. What do we do when, I mean, we don't know how long this is going to last. And I'll tell you one thing. I mean, I I read what Social Security cost of living adjustments could be for 2023. Uh, it seems like mostly con- most consistent I'm seeing is 8.6, but I've also seen a figure of 10, uh, 10.5, which 8.6 would not uh, meet where we are now with inflation. 10.5 would currently, but if this is for 2023 and they're looking at those possible colas, there, it doesn't seem that it's expected for inflation to go down anytime soon. Is that what you get from that? Yeah, I, I say, I guess. I would say from the numbers of somewhere between 8.6 and 10.5, 
yeah, they don't think that inflation is gonna is going to go down uh, anytime soon. Really, I mean, I think the goal for this year, I believe, is trying to get it down to somewhere in the sixes. Um, but it's going it's going to take some time. And as as I meant, as we mentioned before, not everything is going up at the nine point one percent. It's mm-hmm. going it's getting higher. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you go to the, if you go to the grocery stores, I mean, if you try to buy meat, chicken, bacon. Um, and compare the price to what you were paying at the beginning of the year. It's not nine percent. You know, some of it is in the twenties, right? And the, uh, in the thirties. Well, uh, look at gas. I mean, I remember again, gas. gas. It's not. It's not. In- yes, I mean, even though the cost of um, oil has gone down uh, in the last few weeks, which is great, yeah. and there's been some relief at the pumps, but it's not nine percent since last year. <laughs> no, you're, you know, you're probably looking at almost 50 percent. I wish it. Well, it is. Part of the country I think in. I was reading like 53 percent. Yeah, it depends on where you are. You know, we were talking off there and you mentioned the goal to maybe shoot for around six next year and what, how they're, the Fed, for instance, is looking at doing it. And then there's talk of a possible entire one. I mean, full one percentage point. Um, rate increase, uh, interest rate increase. And, and I was reading a story that said, and that would be the first time in modern era uh, that, that it's been a, an interest rate increase of 1%. So I did a little more digging, Mo, and actually we were digging together before we went on the air. And we found that the last time that it was raised 1% was, oddly enough, and coincidentally, 1981. And that's the last time. And that had that was Paul Volcker, the Fed chair at the time. And he was doing some drastic moves to, I mean, that was bad inflation we had then. Now, coincidentally, inflation hasn't been this high since 1981. <laughs> how about that? Uh, so it's a yeah, great year. It's how do you born. feel about that? And what are your thoughts on on the, the measures being proposed to combat inflation? Um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, you know, there, there's a lot of talk about it, right? There's a lot of talk, um, almost two things. There's, there's really two schools of thoughts, right? One is just let the market do what it does and let the, the, the consumer, let the, the capital, the capitalist society that we live in just take care of, 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 of inflation itself, uh-huh. right? So if things get to, you know, it's almost like a normal course, normal normal correction, right? So if things get too heated, right? As a consumer, we have the ability to to control our spending in some aspects. So to back if, off, but that's something we found out today, recording day, that is not yet happening. That's uh, right. Did you see the, the report spending, today? Spend, yeah, the retail spending. Yeah, it's up. I know it's up. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, I wonder if it is because of. Would it be up still with this kind of inflation had we not had COVID? Because I think people are still getting out, spending now. They're like letting it all out now. You know what I'm saying? And that's the thing. Yeah. And, and that's the thing that, you know, some, some people have talked about is there's some people that, that look, that look um, back at their paycheck, look back at their bank statements and say, well, I've been battling inflation for a really long time. You know, my my cost of living has gone up, but mm-hmm. my salary hasn't gone up mm-hmm. or um, my rent has gone up, but it hasn't gone up. But it's, it's it hasn't gone up to the same level as my raise. It's gone up 10, 15 percent. And I'm only getting maybe a one percent cost of living adjustment through my employer. So I've been fighting this inflation inflation uh, uh, nightmare for for quite some time. Then you have those who have the power to press into the the their ways of, of 
of building wealth, right? So we have those that are, you know, high net worth individuals that have been investing for a while mm -hmm. and, um, you know, have good portfolios. Maybe they're business owners, so they have ways to uh, be more creative with the way they um, can earn income, whether it's more selling, whether it's adding more employees so they can raise their own their own income. So inflation doesn't necessarily, it, it stings, but it doesn't bother them, right? They're going to continue to travel. They're going to continue to spend. They're going to continue to go out. And so it's that it's that balance of you know how how many people are truly going to be curbing their spending because of inflation mm -hmm. and that's where the normal correction or the normal course that some some schools of thought are saying is instead of the feds getting too involved because mm -hmm. they already were involved in the first place by stimulus checks and and um, buying corporate bonds and you know doing everything they could to keep the economy from from you know, basically going to a depression because of COVID. Mm -hmm. Now just get your hands away from it. Just let the normal right. let the market kind of correct itself. Hands and off for a minute. <laughs> hands off and and let the supply chain issue kind of take care of itself. And it, it may sting for a while, but mm -hmm. it it that's that's the way to get the market back and and get inflation back to where it needs to be. You know, if the difference, I don't, in, know, I don't know which, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I don't know which, which way is right. Right. Because the feds have been raising interest rates and we're starting to see some things go down. Right. I mean, the goal was, in my opinion, make it too expensive, make it very expensive to live. And that would cause the market to correct itself. So we're starting to see, you know, the, the, the housing markets, I wouldn't say necessarily cool down, but you know, I, I subscribe to a couple of uh, different realtors, and when I when I get a list of their the updates on their properties, I'm mm -hmm. seeing that you know prices have reduced ten ten thousand, fifteen thousand, mm. twenty thousand, um, and that's uh, I'd say that's a call a cause of mortgage interest rates going up. So now so it could become a buyer's market again, as opposed to a seller's market. But the interest rate's going to be really high. Or much higher, right? <laughs> it could still be a yeah. It could still be a seller's market, but I think what it what it's doing is a couple of things. I think one is it's making the it's causing those who you're going to get those who probably couldn't afford a home to not be able to purchase a home now because the cost of of of, of loaning right to lo the cost of borrowing is higher. Yeah. You might get, I spoke to a realtor friend of mine, and he said that, you know, business has slowed down a little bit as far as volume is concerned. But what he's starting to see is he's, he's getting real buyers, you know, those who aren't just trying to look around and, you know, want to spend a weekend. Okay, they're kind of, serious. You know, they need a house. They're serious buyers. Like, because my company's moving that, me here. I got to have a place to live, that kind of thing. I got to have a place to live. I have to come in with a pretty aggressive offer. Mm -hmm. Um I probably, if I'm going to get a mortgage, I have to get my, my act together. So, you know, you're getting a little more um, serious, probably better qualified um, buyers um, than you probably had when the mortgage rates were at, you know, low twos because it was very cheap to borrow. Now we're talking almost close to six for a 30 year. So, and that's causing less, less buyers and so now sellers are starting to maybe reduce their cost, I mean, the cost, reduce their home prices because, you know, now they're not, they may not have 20 people bidding for their house. They may only have like 10. 
Actually, we've um, laid out and had a great conversation on what we're dealing with now and some possible solutions overall on the national level. Let's look at let's take it on home to you. What are some things that you can do to to meet inflation head on in that battle? We're going to look at that straight ahead on your finances. Untangle. Can you enjoy the best of both worlds in your financial planning, the convenience of a virtual relationship with your advisor, but also maintaining the human touch? That's CloudVestors. That's CloudVestors.com. That's a relationship you can trust. At CloudVestors, you get a personal relationship with one of the team advisors who will help you build a robust investment strategy. It's all about specific, customized planning for your unique situation and for wherever you are in life, whether you're just starting out or getting close to retirement. Holistic financial planning in all areas, including taxes, estate planning, insurance, cash flow, and budgeting. They even offer customized personal websites for clients. The technology of today while still maintaining that human touch. That's CloudVestors. That's CloudVestors.com. We're back. It's Your Finances Untangled. Consumer Advocate Dave Perkins here with Mo Param of CloudVestors, that virtual firm with the human touch. So again, visit the website cloudvestors.com. We're looking at inflation. How does inflation affect us? How can we combat inflation? What are things that we can do? You know, I worked for a, a, a person for a long time, my boss, and my he was also my good friend. And um, okay. he always was at, at odds with the philosophy of management, his management, and always wanting him to find cuts, 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 cuts. And his thing he always said is he would get so mad, and I was his sounding board, and he would say, you can't cut your way to prosperity. And I know that mm. inflation, um, we, we certainly, it would behoove us to look at things that we can cut out. But that's, to me, kind of ties in with what he's saying. You can't cut your way out of this. You have to look for growth in this to make sure that you have proper growth. Hmm, that's a good. That's a that's a really good quote. It, it's, I'd say it's, it's a combination of both, right? I mean, at some point, there's certain things in in that we need, right? That are that just aren't going away. You know, if you we need gas in our cars, right? There's just no way about that. I mean, unless you plan on walking forty miles, right? You know, we you have, have to. Have to you have to have gas. <laughs> You have to eat, right? Um, but, but what's actually interesting is the the food like the, the food at the grocery stores are going up, but the food at fast food isn't going up as much, right? So there's a there's a interesting balance of people who will say, you know, if you if you eat at home, you save money, but it's starting to look like if you just eat out more, like go to a McDonald's a little more, you, you'll probably save a little more. Yeah, I um, mean, it's quite possible. Good point. Although they're raising but, it too. <laughs> They're, they're, they're doing a lot of, not them, not McDonald's in general, but companies like fast food restaurants are, 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 impact, are seeing the impact too. And they're, you know, instead of getting, you know, 10 pieces of, you know, nuggets, whatever, they're cutting it down to eight and charging the same price as the 10. That's shrinkflation, right? Shrinkflation, yeah. You know, you mentioned uh, uh, walking. It just reminded me of a post. <laughs> so it said, the best way to get back on your feet is miss a couple of car payments. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh right. that's but, funny. But, 
but that's funny. Yeah, you know, we, the reap the reap the repossession rates going up too. I, I'm, you know, yeah, I'm not surprised. I'm uh, really not. That never. That's not really inflation. Well, I guess that's a factor of inflation because the cost of living is going up. So we're starting to see, um, again, going back it's to— It's sad uh, in many ways, I think, because it could be if it's going up that people are doing the best they can, but dealing with this inflation. So dealing then it goes back to what I was saying before about what the feds are trying to do, make it so expensive that it's—so the market almost kind of corrects it. To make it so expensive, the market a little bit almost corrects itself. But so. in the meantime, you have casualties— you have out of that strategy. And you have those that may have bought cars either with stimulus money or, you know, things were fine. Um, but now with everything else going up, it's it's hard to write that check for that car. And then you miss a couple of those payments. And then all of a sudden your car gets repossessed. You know, if right? you think so about it. So there's certain wow. things. So going back to what you were saying about, I mean, can you cut your car? You probably can't. You can't cut the gas. You can't cut food so one way to i'd say one way to 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 look at inflation is forget about the 9.1 8.6 whatever the number is start with what your personal inflation number is that's a good point and what i mean how do you determine that so there's certain things that go up um so so what you determine it is you look at certain categories right you think about what are you paying for housing what are you paying for food, transportation, clothing? You know, you kind of put these things, these these groups, uh, you categorize these groups. And then you look at, okay, so the housing, so the cost of housing overall, I mean, it's now 9.1% increase. It's probably somewhere around 14 to 17%. Remember I told you a story about someone's rent going up 22%. So you can actually look and see what the cost of these categories, inflation, the, the inflation increase for those certain categories are. And then look and see how much you're spending on a year, right? So if it, you know what your rent is, you know what your mortgage is, you know what you're paying for uh, lawn care, you know what you're paying for typically what you're paying at the grocery store. So then you have an idea of what your expenses are and then see, okay, typically my housing cost is going to go up X percent. My entertainment cost is going to go up X percent. And then when you factor that in, now you see what your real inflation rate is for you personally. Mm-hmm. Because if you, you know, Dave, you're, uh, I don't put your personal business out there, but you're, okay. you're not married. Right? Okay. No, no, yeah, right. No, I'm not. So not call married, me so. at 555. So, <laughs> <laughs> and you like, you like walks uh, on the beach. You like uh, a nice Chardonnay, don't you? I do. <laughs> love puppies, walks on the love. beach, love curling up by the fire and watching a, um, Romance movie. <laughs> so call uh, me at five five five. But you have one car. Yes, I'm I have assuming, one car. Right? Yes. Okay. So I know where car. you're going with this. I'm, okay. I'm married. My married. We have three cars. Okay. So my transportation cost, so my fuel cost, is different than yours. So my my inflation impact on gas is different than yours. Right. Right. Good point. Right. Um, if you live, but I, li- I grew up in New York, I grew up in Brooklyn, uh-huh. I didn't have a car. So my transportation increase would be whatever the subway rates were. So mm-hmm. unless the subway fare goes up, you know, 15%, 50% like gas rates are, I'm not feeling the same type of impact when it comes to in the, that part of inflation as, as, uh, as you are, right. Cause I'm, I'm walking everywhere 
or I'm taking a bike or, you know, whatever the modes, modes of transportation are in, in, uh, in cities. So basically what you're so, saying is get divorced and move to Brooklyn. Get divorced, move to Brooklyn. <laughs> you're going to, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to, that's how you combat inflation. No, I actually uh, get your point. And, you know, for instance, um, I have an eight minute commute, but I think mm-hmm. your commute is longer. To my, to, to our, when you go to, to the two, office, so we just have, we, we just opened up a new office. Um, yeah, there is a brick and mortar to this. Yeah. Yeah. So there are, yeah, we do have a brick and mortar. So we do have three brick and mortar uh, offices. So the latest one that we open up is only about 10 minutes from my house. Okay. So you're not um, about the but, same. So that's not too bad, but the other two are 45 minutes to an hour. Mm-hmm. And so we're talking, you know, round trip day. If I go, you know, 90 to 100 miles a day. Right. If it's the other, right. And um, if it's the other out, yeah. that, that adds up where I'm doing 100 miles a week coming into the, the closer office. So that fuel cost is different coming mm-hmm. to actually I'm recording there now versus going to other two locations. So you want to, so the way to, 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 to one way to combat inflation is understand what your personal inflation number is. And then if it if it if it's if it's allowable, then you can see where you can cut. Right. What can like I maybe fix? Maybe it is cutting the entertainment. Mm-hmm. What's the yeah. streaming service I have that I never watch? Right. Um, I was actually talking to someone actually today about um, they use a uh, they or they grocery shop online, and they were saying even with a generous tip, they think they come out better. Because they're not driving there. They're also not, um, you know, they don't see the Snickers bar and things like that, that the impulse buys that you get when you're actually in the store. Uh, but mm-hmm. one thing, see, even if you do continue to go to the store, I, I have saved money by saying I'm going one day a week and I'm getting everything to last me an entire week. That yeah. really saves money. Saves money. Going, going there with a list. Right. right. Here's what I'm going to stick buy to it. and and stick to it and walk out. Um, but that's one that's one way. Right. Um, and so that way you have your personal inflation number. Then mm-hmm. You can see ways that you can cut. But you're right. There's only so many things you can cut. So what about the growth? Well, I'm not um, telling someone to get a second job or another job. But obviously, if if your income is limited to, you know, w- what it is. Right. If you're if you're making a hundred grand a year and maybe the best you can do is get a raise of, you know, 2%, 3%. That's not enough for inflation. Right. So maybe it is finding another stream of income. Um, but it's also investing, you know, um, what's, you know, we do a little bit of behavioral finance with, with our clients because the market's down S and P down 20%. They're saying to themselves, I need to pull out or just not invest anymore, but this is, You've got to find growth, right? You've got to find growth, ways to increase your your assets, way to increase um, your ability to generate income. And the markets are another place for us to grow our assets over time. So, um, you know, use this time, in my opinion, to to look at ways to invest, to grow your 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 uh, uh, your assets over time. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, there there are many things that you can look at. I know that that's part of the 
continuing strategy that you have with your clients is is now where we are now. Let's say you've had a client for 10 years. So three years ago, you weren't having this kind of conversation with them. But now I'm sure you are more. Uh, you're having to adjust your, your strategies and your approaches because you've always said it's a living, breathing financial plan for life. Right. That's why we, you know, those who've, who've listened to us for the last two years have, have heard us say, I, we plan smart, safe, and smart risk, meaning that we have money for our clients that's quote-unquote safe, not impacted by the market, low volatility, nothing, you know, sexy. You know, you're not telling your friends you have this, right? Because it's, it's boring, but mm-hmm. it's supposed to be boring. And then we have money that's what, what I call smart risk, money that is invested, money that's growing. But to some of our clients that were our retiree clients, for instance, um, that were, you know, having, they were drawing parts of their income during retirement from their assets. Well, if their assets are going down five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10%, and we're drawing money from it, basically we're selling their assets at a depreciating point. Well, that's a double whammy. We don't ever want to do that if we can avoid it. So what we've done is um, we've paused those distributions from their investments and then looked over to the smart safe money, the money that hasn't lost any value. And we've taken income from there. And that way we're, we're, we're letting their assets, you know, it's, it's nothing exciting to see that their portfolio is down 10%, 15%, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever the number is. But we, it is exciting to know that we can, tur- we can turn off that lever, turn on the other lever for the smart safe money that, that hasn't been impacted by the market on a negative side. Right. And and draw income from there. I like the the lever visual. I like that. So, yeah. So that's what we've been doing for for our retiree clients that are that are drawing income now, and then those that are getting close to retirement. We've we've presented this 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 prop not proposition, but we presented this idea, and you know some of them have in the past you know weren't really that excited about it because that smart safe bucket. You know, maybe it's growing at four to six percent, but then the market was growing at double digits, and they're like, "Well, I, I can probably, or I will not probably, I'll definitely earn more in the market than here." Mm-hmm. But now, when they're seeing their portfolios go down a little bit, they they they're starting to realize that yes, this balance of what I call smart, safe, smart risk is definitely needed in their plan. Now, as opposed to when things start turning around, it's not going to be overnight. So uh, sticking with the visual of the levers, you wouldn't just come all the way down on safe lever and crank that risk or whatever, the other the grow, higher potential growth lever up all the way. Do you start gradually lowering one and ra- gradually raising the other? Yeah. Yeah. Depending on the depending on the client. But yeah, the, the point is. We want to be able to seesaw. We want to be able to to have options, and so maybe just throwing it out there. Maybe next year, instead of a hundred percent of their ass their income coming in from the smart safe side, maybe it's now fifty percent. Mm-hmm. Right. So we because we still want to have that smart safe there because um, I'm anticipating my clients retiring for twenty five thirty years. We're going to see markets like this again. Of course, uh, we're going to see, we're going to see, you know, these history repeats itself. Right. So we're, we don't want to just live for the moment and start draining all of our smart safe money. Um, so we still definitely want to be able to, uh, uh, like you said, gradually 
we're, I'm a firm believer in the markets, and the market's going to recover. So when it when that does happen, we'll be able to you know gradually start taking distributions from the investment side. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could say we we were due, right, for this. Um, and it probably, uh, not probably, it was exacerbated by many things, uh, certainly mm-hmm. COVID. Uh, but we were due anyway, weren't we? I mean, you, how long was the bull market going to run on? <laughs> yeah, we were due. Yeah, we were definitely due for a, 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 co- a correction. Yeah. Clearly we were due for it. It happens all the time. Um, so... It's it's just a different the the factors that are causing this pullback. We haven't seen this type of this type of mix, right? We clearly we haven't seen a global pandemic. We haven't seen supply chain issues combined with the the, the government, you know, throwing stimulus money out there. The also a healthy employment. I mean, unemployment's not that it's not that high. Um, and then you throw in wars and in, in, uh, in geopolitical issues, mm-hmm. and then you have lockdowns in some of the biggest um, um, manufacturing ports in, in in the globe. You put that all into a pot; it's it's just a recipe for disaster. Well, that's why I'm saying but, you can't judge go totally by history because Volcker, as we mentioned, raised interest rates as high as they're talking about now in 1981, but they weren't coming off a pandemic; they were coming off disco. Uh, in 1981. <laughs> so it's a difference. <laughs> we're coming off a worldwide pandemic where trillions right. of dollars were pumped out in, right. in, in stimulus efforts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they were, and because of that, there was a lot that was going on. I mean, there were, you know, landlords that weren't able to, you know, for, I want to be too mean. Right. But they weren't able to collect rent. If, if there was a moment, they weren't able to collect rent. Well, that's if, true. If, uh, Absolutely. They said I couldn't pay rent. They had no ways, no cor- recourses to kick them out. They had to just eat it. Absolutely. They had to I mean, eat that's it. That's just a, that's a, you just say, stated a fact. So they had to eat it. So now landlords, you know, the, that's no longer uh, uh, required now. So maybe some of these increases that we're seeing in rent is because landlords are trying to recoup the money that they, they, they that they lost in some aspect. They still had to pay the mortgage if they had a mortgage. Mm-hmm. They still had to pay property taxes. Right? They still had to make improvements if if you know if the washing machine went down, they needed new carpets, new paint, whatever it was. They still had to take care of those those expenses but not collecting any rent. And you know, we're not talking, you know, these big conglomerates. I mean, you and I could just go in together and buy a rental property, and then we're landlords, and we can collect the rent, but we still own the mortgage. Right. Do you want to? So, <laughs> why not? <laughs> you seem like a good guy. Right. A good partner. You've been a good partner for two years. Absolutely. It's been a great partnership. In fact, we may have set a record here. Because of the subject matter, we went a long time on this podcast. Oh. Longest one. You know, though, um, it's amazing, and I've heard this conversation on, on other podcasts, that uh, uh, our attention span is either we can't stand it if it's over 15 seconds or we're good if it's three hours. It just uh, Some of my, my favorite podcasts run on for three hours. I mean, they're so long, I'll fall asleep listening to them. Uh, <laughs> but I like it, too. In many ways, I prefer that because like I like Neil deGrasse Tyson. I love when he's on anything. And oh, yeah. uh, he's been on long-form podcasts where you just go. I mean, we're talking about hours. 
And then I saw him on something just recently, and he was describing what we're seeing out of this web telescope now, some of the images we're getting back. But it was one of those short-form, like, network programming things where they have this a lot of time, and, and it's like the energy level has to be up, and it's like, okay, well, this is great. Okay, what about this? And I was like, you, no, I don't want to see. Stop <laughs> rushing. <laughs> So I'm kind of glad that we're not totally time constricted here. Yeah. You know, there's a, yeah, you know, we have a TV show and we're trying a different format now because, you know, our show is three segments, 30 minutes long. Um, But it's a, it's, we're, we're talking one topic, just like, you know, let's say we talk about inflation. So it's a 30 minute show about that subject topic for that weekend uh, will be inflation. Mm Mm-hmm. But going back to people's intention, attention spans, well, we're, we're noticing that uh, not everyone's watching all the way through. So what we're looking at doing is three different segments, but literally three different conversations. Right. And right. so that way, you know, the person who wants to, and we can, you know, multi-use it for different clips. And mm-hmm. But the person that, that um maybe caught the first segment and it's about inflation and that's all they're concerned about right now. They can move on. But then the, the next segment could be about, I don't know, uh, investing in a, in a bear market. And that's really what they want to look at. But, it, but you know, they can go on our channel, watch a five minute clip, seven minute clip, and then move on because that's the way the, the viewing, the viewing uh, uh, patterns are going now. Well, I mean, it's it's weird. They really are going to where we don't have theme songs for TV shows anymore to podcasts can go three, four, five hours. Mm-hmm. Well, Mo, I got to go. I don't have all, all day for this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, definitely visit the website cloudvestors.com and learn about this firm. Yeah, they have a brick and mortar. Uh, they started as brick and mortar. They still are brick and mortar. But they uh, Cloud Investors was born out of the desire to maintain that financial relationship with this firm, even uh, with their clients who moved away. And that was really the birth of Cloud Investors. So it's the human touch with the convenience of virtual financial planning for all stages of your financial life. Cloudvestors.com. To good old every week podcast listeners and to the new ones, thanks for being with us and Mo. Thank you. Another great conversation. We're back at it next week. Be sure to rate, review, and share this podcast. New episodes of Your Finances Untangled are available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your podcasts. Investment advisory services offered through Foundations Investment Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Moise Piram and his guests provide general information, not personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. The opinions expressed on this program are not intended to be a recommendation or investment advice and do not constitute a solicitation to buy, sell, or hold a security or an investment strategy. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company. 